You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hot, hot, hike! Welcome back to another episode of Making Monsters. Dylan, obviously, I did the last one uh, solo. I can't remember why. you. I think you It was because we had a last-minute studio issue. Oh, and yes. then yeah, we yeah, had yeah. to move some things around and be logo with one mic. And yes. we, we figured it out. We so. figured it out, but uh, that one was solo. So you haven't been here now in a few weeks. So welcome back to, to the back. madness of the off-season. Um, we are continuing all of... Rumors, talks of what possibly the Bears could do in free agency, what possibly the Bears could do in the draft, and things just get crazier and crazier. Uh, I feel like in the beginning we were like, okay, well, we may stay at one, we may maybe trade back to two or four, depending what the Colts and the Texans want. All these mock drafts recently have been even crazier because obviously the combine happened, and once the combine happened... Things like Anthony Richardson shooting up to number one overall start to come out. Yeah, and like that was something too. I remember we were talking with Matt like a month ago, mm-hmm. even at this point, and I was like, Anthony Richardson top ten. He's like, Yeah, I could see it. I was yeah. like, Top five. He's like, No way. Yeah. And like, look, now it's very well, much viewed think, as. And I think you were like, I don't even think he, I think he's going in the first round. Yeah, I mean, like, I <laughs> for a while I did not view him as a first round quarterback, but yeah. he's just one of those guys got all the skill in the world in terms of like athleticism, arm strength, all that stuff, but he just hasn't ever put it together on the field. So it like terrifies a lot of people and i understand that but i'm not mad about the yeah. rise of anthony Richardson by any means Go and it's it. been only good things for the bears so far and like the crazy thing about this offseason i think is like we look at the beginning of the offseason you and i would talk about like hey like let's say the bears don't trade the pick and they make the pick are we mm-hmm. gonna be upset about that and we were just mm-hmm. like yeah disappointed but like we're still getting a not great s- player not mad yeah yeah but right now it's just like well, it's not a question if they're going to trade it. It's how much when they're going to get. How. And it's just like, now we're going to be upset if we don't get at least two firsts. Yeah. You know, so things things have changed quite a bit now. And it's gone from being like these really underwhelming packages at first mm-hmm. to almost, it seems like too big a package is what you're yeah. seeing at this point. And like, it feels like I think it happened at any moment now. And I'm excited. I'm so excited. And that's why if the podcast I did the last week, which I guess technically wasn't last week, it was the week before, but... I went on like a rant in the beginning because I was just so annoyed with all of the Justin Fields stuff that was going on because that was just right in the thick of like trade Justin. He's not that good. Start over. You need like Bryce Young is you can't miss on him. First of all, no, but Bryce it, Young's my size. <laughs> <laughs> I think what was it? Has five ten and an eighth or something. I, I will say yeah, we're, we're the same height. He's definitely got a few more pounds on me than I do, but. But yeah, so I, Bama listed him at six feet, and I was like, "No, no he is not. You're no. a liar." He's probably on his dating profile too, but yeah. I don't know if that's the real life. So, which look, he he, he looked great. He looked great, and all of the uh, all the other measurables other than size, his hands bigger than Justin Fields. People really quickly wanted to point out hands size um, important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so it, just things like that where it's like I'm not saying Bryce Young is bad. I'm not saying I wouldn't want Bryce Young as a quarterback if we didn't already 
have a situation where I like our quarterback and I think he has the potential to be very, very good. Um, if I didn't think Justin had the potential to be very, very good, I'd be like, heck yeah, like go get a quarterback. We'll figure it out. You know, like other teams I've had to do this before. We saw the Browns do it with back-to-back with Manziel and Baker, pretty, almost back-to-back, I guess it was. Well, the Cardinals did it with Rosen and, and Murray. And Murray, yeah. yeah. And, and Rosen was, a, uh, was the ninth pick, I think, of the draft or something like that. He was relatively high. So, yeah. like, it was... so we've seen it happen to where teams pretty quickly are like, this isn't it. Like, it's not working. And we haven't, we didn't get that from Ryan Poles or Eberflus. We'd never got that indication that they were like, mm, I don't know. And people wanted to kind of pick and plug some of the things they were saying and making it seem like they were heading that way, but I just never got the vibe yeah. from them. And it feels like we're past that in the yeah. offseason. It doesn't really feel like this is more of a discussion. Is like, should the Bears trade Justin Fields and keep the number one pick? It's really moved on to like, since for some reason, everyone in the world had been saying like, the Bears shouldn't trade this guy. The Bears shouldn't trade this guy. They're not going to trade this guy. But it took Schefter and Rappaport being mm-hmm. like, guys, they're not going to trade him. And to everyone be like, okay, fine. They're not going right, to trade him. You know, you, it's just finally. like every Bears fan in the world has been screaming, do not trade Justin Fields, <laughs> do not trade Justin Fields. And like to your point on like the whole like Josh Rosen, Kyler Murray thing, like let's say Ryan Poles becomes a GM at the end of Justin Fields' rookie year mm-hmm. and they don't give him this whole season to play. There's a re- and like we had the number one pick. We had a chance to pick a quarterback. Yeah. It wouldn't have shocked me if they ended up being like, you know what, like after that rookie year, I'm not sold, want to get my guy. But like. Justin had a great season last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are things to improve Could on. Could have been better, yeah, but like, for sure. He was almost breaking records in his first full season as a starter. Yeah. So like, how could you try and move on a guy, for a guy from a guy like that? And that's what even Lewis Riddick, who is a guy who was really critical throughout this whole process of Justin Fields and the Bears and the Bears surrounding weapons and all of this stuff. And I remember Bears fans getting mad because he was, you know, like, he wasn't wrong. He was just saying, like, the Bears didn't do anything to help Justin Fields, which they didn't, but it was because they couldn't last year. That was the one thing he wasn't phrasing right, so people got kind of upset. But he even recently was like, if you were watching Justin Fields last season and watching what he was able to do with almost bare minimum on a team and still break record after record, granted, some of those, you know, most of those revolving still around using his legs, but some of those also revolved around rushing for X amount of yards and throwing for three touchdowns in one game. So he was doing everything he possibly could on almost half the amount of passing attempts that the other quarterbacks that are leading the league have had. So imagine if you have guys to throw to and a line protecting you to give you time and you're throwing the ball 520 times compared to 320 times. What? What number does that look like? And yeah. that's where you that's when you can really evaluate Justin Fields, I think. And you can't do that truly this year. But I want to mention this before we jump into this uh, this interview. So we talked to Luis Medina. He is Bleacher Nation Bears, which everybody knows him on Twitter. Bleacher Nation, very big in the Chicago sports. Scene. Yes, very big. So we'll, we'll get to that interview in a second. But I saw this today and it was really interesting because um, this guy broke down the 2022 deep ball, deep ball project, he said. And so he goes in and it's breaking down how accurate a quarterback is and throwing the ball downfield. So that downfield is that plus 21-yard passes. And so he goes into an overall of it, of just all of the total passes, a 21-plus air yard passes and the accuracy. So Justin Fields sits at 15th out of 33 quarterbacks in that ranking. Um, So for someone who everybody wants to tell me is a terrible deep ball thrower and cannot pass the ball sitting 15th in his second season in the NFL doesn't look too shabby Um, I'll also mention he's above Trevor Lawrence in this for this number he's above Jared Goff he's above Daniel Jones he's above Matthew Stafford Derek Carr Jimmy Garoppolo Aaron Rodgers uh, Zach Wilson Kyler Murray Murray Carson Wentz Lamar Jackson 
He's above a lot of guys in this ranking. And so this one is all of them. So any air yard throw over 21 plus yards. But then he goes on and he breaks it down even more specifically. So he goes to the 21 to 30 yard range. This is where Justin struggled. And I really want to, at some point this offseason, really dive into this and see why this number struggled so bad for him. Because he was on this 29th out of the 33 quarterbacks when it comes to that 21 to 30 yard range. Um, he only, it was only 33.3% accuracy rate in this, which it's so it's weird because when you go on to look at these other numbers, so the, the next range is 31 to 40 yards. Justin Fields is the most accurate quarterback in the NFL when it comes to throws between 31 and 40 yards. And it was at 75%. He's above 32 other quarterbacks in the NFL when it comes to this number. So first, the next one is 41-plus yard throws, and he's fourth. So he's first in the 20 and the 31 to 40, fourth in the 41-plus, 15th in the average, but he struggles in that 21 to 30-yard range. So yeah. it's really interesting, and I, I think that some of that could pro- possibly be just the receivers that I mean, were in I, that 21 I, to Honestly, I think yard. I know what the answer is for that. I think he's got to go back to college. Look what he's at Ohio State. Yeah. His receivers were Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Mm-hmm. They are all big play receivers. Yeah. Yes, you can throw them the ball short and they'll make a play, but like most of the time, like they're catching the ball in stride and yeah. getting like a 60-yard bomb from Justin. And that's what they did for two years and were incredibly successful at it. There was not a ton of slants. There was not a ton of screens. There was not a ton of like short bubble passes. Yeah. They were trying to get the ball downfield as quickly as humanly possible. Yeah. And so like he's just got to adjust to that a little bit more. And obviously you got to get some more talents around him to do mm. that. But like, I think anyone who's actually watched the Bears the last two seasons is like Justin Fields has got a top-notch arm. Yeah. And he's great at throwing a deep ball. It's just the in-between stuff he's got to work on. And I think he's going to work on it. I, I think I he can too. get better. And I think it will be majorly improved. I think it will be majorly improved because I think Justin's going to specifically work on that. I also think that getting receivers that he does trust and can have that little bit more of connection. We have guys, we we have big guys. Like the couple years ago, there was no one. I think our tallest wide receiver was Mooney with 5'11 five, five at one point the year before. But last year with Chase Claypool, with Equinemius, we have some big dudes. Now we need a guy that can create some separation. Yeah. And that's what will help Justin. And like, something else I just totally forgot about, someone he had as a junior uh, that left, that left after he left, Jameson Williams, who's just yeah. like, Running a straight line catch the ball kind of guy. Yeah. So, like, big play receivers are what he did. And mm-hmm. so, like, you just got to adjust a little bit. It takes some time. Yeah. Uh, so, but that was just really interesting as I was reading it because someone was just arguing with me on Twitter last week that Justin's biggest flaw is his the deep ball. I was like, no, it's not at all. Like, that is, like, probably, it's, like, running ability this last season, the deep ball, and then the mid-range and short. Like, yeah. those were at the bottom. So, you obviously didn't watch much of Justin Fields last year if you think that he couldn't throw the ball deep. But anyways, let's go ahead and jump into this interview uh, with Luis Medina. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. 
Real Traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, now we are joined by Luis Medina. You know him for Bleacher Nation Bears on Twitter. You see him all over the place, and we love the content, so obviously we had to reach out. So thanks so much for hopping on with us, Luis. It's uh, it's a it's a big off season for the Chicago Bears, and they have a ton of money. They have the first overall draft pick. They have a lot of draft picks in general, and it's the first time in a while that we've been able to say all of those things. So it's really exciting. And there's, but coming along with that is drama, obviously. And we've seen the drama of trading Justin Fields and drafting Bryce Young, and we've seen the drama of where exactly are the Bears going to trade. Uh, but first, let's start with free agency a little bit. Obviously, that's coming up here soon. We saw the few franchise tags that were made, which did shift some of the things that maybe some Bears fans or Bears media were hoping the Bears would or could be able to do. Um, losing those names as in Saquon getting getting tagged or on Payne getting tagged, things like that. Um, so what are you expecting in free agency with the Bears? Are you expecting any big names? Are you expecting them maybe to just build through the trenches of some more just solid players? What What are your expectations? My expectations begin with me not fighting Daniel Jones in the middle of the street. <laughs> because that guy just ruined my plans of, of off-season, no, not necessarily off-season glory, but my my biggest plans of pursuing Saquon, having him, Justin Fields, Khalil Herbert, as like a three-headed monster, and Saquon's a pretty good, uh, you know, receiver out of the backfield. And it, look, if you're not gonna get a big T. Higgins type or a DeAndre Hopkins type, why not, you know, go an alternative route and get the maybe a top five running back in football? But no, Daniel Jones had to sign the extension. Couldn't <laughs> take the franchise. Pretty selfish of him, uh, <laughs> thanks, in my Daniel. opinion. <laughs> but yeah, thanks, Daniel. After that, I I, I think, you know. Spending on the offensive line, it's, it's, it's a weird place for the Bears to be in because they have a lot of money, they have a lot of needs, and there are a bunch of players who are like, oh, this guy will work, but then there's also a, players, there's a lot of players who, oh, I don't know if that'll work, but he's probably going to get paid, and the Bears have a bunch of money, and I can see it very easily coming down to agents like, hey, you need this, you have money, we need money, pay up. And it's it's going to lead to more drama. I'm excited, but I'm kind of nervous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that kind of general feeling amongst Bears fans these days. And funny enough, actually, I was quite happy Daniel Jones signed that extension because <laughs> I'm of the opposite view. I did not want the Bears to sign Saquon. So it's always fun to get uh, opposing opinions on the show here. Um, something that I think is going to be very obvious for the Bears is that they're going to need to address the offensive line. There's been some major offensive line moves in the free agency market the last few days with Orlando Bryant not getting uh, franchise tagged. You had Donovan Smith, a long-time left tackle down there in Tampa Bay, get cut. Who are some names you think the Bears should really keep an eye out for there in that department? So the offensive line is the position group that I think they should invest in the most. And the guy that I'm looking at 
most is Orlando Brown. And I kind of have, I have an idea, and it's, it's kind of outside of the box, but it's inspired by some things that I've seen in MLB in recent years where players like Marcus Simeon, who is a shortstop by trade, get signs with the Rangers to play second base because they gave him a boatload of money to change positions. Orlando Brown was a really good right tackle in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Who's to say the Bears can't go to his agent and be like, hey, man, we'll pay you the money that you want, that, that top-tier left tackle money, but in exchange, we need you to play this right tackle position that we really need to fill because we really like Braxton Jones on mm-hmm. the left side. Now, I can very easily see you know, Orlando saying, no, thanks, like someone else will pay me. But, man, is there a dollar amount that changes a player's mind? We've seen it in other sports tech. We saw Cody Whitehair sign his extension as a guard in, in 2019, I believe, and then move back to center. So it's not impossible. It's just an idea that I have, and I'm, I'm thinking out loud, and I'm, I'm glad that I'm sharing it right now so we can discuss. Yeah. yeah. I did, well, something really quick to that is Orlando Brown. I think that's something that potentially could happen. The only issue I do see with that, though, is the original reason he got traded to the Chiefs in the first place because he wanted to play left tackle for the Ravens, and they had Ronnie Stanley, and they said, you're staying at right tackle. So yep, I don't know how willing he'd be to move, but you know, ideally, like we need a right tackle more than we need a left tackle right now, so I'm not opposed to it. Like If, if, if right tackle, because there were reports earlier in the week that you know it's going to cost $20 million to maybe get some, someone like Mike McGlinchey. Mm-hmm. If you're going to pay that, you might as well get someone who's at the top of the class. And I just keep... I keep asking myself, is there a price where Orlando Brown says, you know what, yeah, I will go back to my old position. And you know what, maybe things don't work out for Braxton Jones at left tackle, and they can say, hey, Orlando, we need you to go back to the left side. Plausible. Yeah. We've seen weirder things happen. Well, and especially the amount of shifting that we saw on the offensive line last year. And that's what we've talked a lot recently about offensive linemen that we would like to see on the Chicago Bears. And I think that it's it's easy for me to name a list of guys that I would love. But most importantly to me is guys that will be on the field. And I think we, we've seen so many injuries happen on the O-line. I just want guys that we know will be there and won't miss a ton of games, don't have these injury issues if maybe even if they aren't at the top. So obviously that Orlando Brown, that news to me was shocking I was because uh, we really thought that was he was about to get It was get reported t- he was getting tagged. tagged so. Yeah. yeah. So that one, was, that one was a shocker to me. And obviously you do question automatically that the Braxton Jones, because people were impressed with Braxton. There's a little, a, a few things that people say he needed to work on, but he definitely improved throughout the season. And then you talked about Mike McGlinchey. Other name that a lot of people have dropped is Jawan Taylor. Uh, another right tackle. And so that's someone that I think is an interesting name too. But even that, he was him, the situation down here in Jacksonville was his agent was not not very happy when they were talking about even the tag number, which was 18. So are you going to pay Jawan Taylor and Mike McGlinchey $20, $21 million for that right tackle? Uh, or do you have some death pieces at left tackle and figure it out another way? So it really is going to be interesting which ways the Bears go with that. But obviously on the other side of the line, when we're looking at the defensive line, ton of need there too and that's on both ends and interior everything and I think that obviously free agent the free agency is really going to dictate where they go in the draft deciding where what they are able to put together in free agency when it comes to that defensive line do you think they are going to push for an interior guy do you think they're going to get some edge pieces uh, but at some way they have to address this pass rush right I think they have to do something that might be seen as unpopular and I think they might have to double dip they might have to use free agency and the draft to address that defensive line because 
man, that that position group needs four new starters, in mm-hmm. my opinion. I just I look at like I like Travis Gibson as a depth piece. I mm-hmm. like Dominique Robinson as a developmental piece. I like Justin Jones as a rotational guy. But there's not a guy who I'm comfortable with starting 17 games. So yeah. I'm thinking the way that I see it, maybe it's Marcus Davenport and Draymond Jones as free agent guys. Draymond Jones uh, from the Broncos can can get maybe 70 million total in in his next deal. He's 26. Kind of gives me Akeem Hicks vibes in terms of being a defensive lineman who can play inside out and 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 you know rushes the passer, mm-hmm. can fill some run gaps, but isn't is kind of under the radar. Marcus Davenport, there's some post hype sleeper stuff there as a former first round pick. And then you have to go in the draft and uh, you know, I thought Jalen Carter was going to be a guy, and he still might be, but he's got some issues he needs to clear up. And then, you know, Will Anderson is obviously at the top of the list. And, and Tyree, Tyree Wilson from mm-hmm. Texas Tech is someone who's just like, ooh, he's lengthy, he's he's big, he's got some production. He's the kind of player that you can see Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus falling for. So, like, good thing that there's, like, 10 defensive linemen that could go in the top 50, 60 picks. There, there's lots of options for the Bears there. Yeah, I'd say for me, honestly, a name that I think a lot of Bears fans have been kind of pointing out recently, because he isn't even technically a free agent yet, but it's assumed he's going to be, Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. That would be a name that I would love to see come back to Chicago. You know, it would be a great feel-good story, not to mention if we do draft a guy like a Jalen Carter or a Will Anderson, there's not a better guy in the game to learn from right there. So that's just a name I think we should really keep an eye out for. Could you imagine getting Khalil Mack back after, <laughs> like a year after trading him? That and, would be Ryan Poles' greatest oh, accomplishment. And not to mention the guy we traded him for has been arguably yeah, our best offender. Brisker, so. yeah. yeah. And and what did they, because they got two picks out of Mack, right? It was two just, the, it was one, the second round pick, right? Wasn't it? Just the two. I think no, it was, just, it was it two. Was, I think they technically got three because they had a conditional seventh. Okay. Which they, in 2023, that they sent, uh, to Chicago actually in 2022 in last year's draft. It was a weird day three drafting. Okay. I was just like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well played on, on Ryan Poles' yes. part to get multiple picks for, yeah. for Khalil Mack. Definitely, and I think that th- this just reminded me too when we were talking about the offensive line, just jumping back for a second because you mentioned if maybe Orlando Brown would switch for the right price possible. possible. But I was like, hey, I mean, we, we saw Ryan Poles talk to Tevin last year, and it seemed like that wasn't going to happen, and it didn't go well, and he made the switch to right guard, and it went really well. So maybe Ryan Poles has, has a way with some of these guys. He could. I, I'm really interested to see how Poles goes about building, actually both sides of the line, because this is a guy who played in the trenches in college, was going to try at it, you know, coming out in the pros, transitioned to the front office, and was part of a front office that built several good offensive lines and and defensive lines. So he should know, look, if anyone should know what it looks like in the trenches, it should be that guy. Definitely. And so speaking, you mentioned a little bit earlier about you being disappointed with Daniel Jones because obviously that means Saquon got tagged and will not be a bear. But now, so when you're looking at this free agent, market for running backs left personally I think that David Montgomery is at the top of the list of the guys that are left and obviously maybe Miles Sanders you want to put right up there with David Montgomery but what do you think the Bears do now with the running back do you think they go grab maybe another veteran guy or do you think they look to the draft or do you think they try to bring Montgomery back so I think there was a report from Matthew Berry who was checking in from the combine uh, who heard from someone that he expects David Montgomery to not be back with the Bears. Granted, there is there was a caveat that you know things can change. There's still you know 
a week from from free agency opening, but he, there was an expectation that Montgomery won't be back. I'd be down to have him back. The Bears have a nice dynamic there. He's a good culture guy. For as much as Poles and, and Eberflus talk about culture, to not bring back Montgomery at a reasonable price, just it probably wouldn't sit well with me, and it probably wouldn't sit well in that locker room. With that being said, there are some interesting guys that you can fill that running backs room with, and one of the guys that I was looking at was Jamal Williams from the Lions. He's a guy who has familiar, familiarity with uh, Luke Getze from their time in Green Bay. He knows the division, having played with the Packers and the Lions, and he's a guy who's just really fun, and if it, look, if I'm going to watch the Bears next year, which I'm going to, obviously, <laughs> I, I, I want to have fun, and I want fun players to root for, yeah. and Jamal Williams just has that aura of, around him, and the Bears could just use more of that. They need more good vibes. Sign good vibe players, that guy's at the top of my list. Yeah, and honestly, like, I love Dave Montgomery, and, like, for me, really, what comes down to the end of the day is what is the number you want to get. Like, if mm-hmm. he wants to get more close to double-digit numbers... I'm not really necessarily feeling comfortable giving them right now. I probably look towards more of the draft, but like he is a good player. And at the end of the day, like he was been successful in his time in Chicago when he's been healthy. Health has really been the question for him in terms of like no major injuries, but more like long term nagging stuff. So it'll be really interesting to see where they go with that going forward. Wow, um, I just saw I, that jump that Jamal Williams made to last year. Yeah, he had, he had quite, quite, 17 yeah. touchdowns. Yeah, he had quite Holy the amount of production moly. bump for sure. Wow. Uh, so something else that kind of is really like the story of the combine, and you mentioned Rich Eisen had a bunch of like rumors come out from his show. Something that he mentioned, the trade market for the Bears, uh, number one pick, has significantly steamed up. It's gone from being something that's looked at as happening in like a few weeks to could be imminent almost. It seems like there's almost being packages hammered out. In your personal mind, um, is there a package in your uh, eyes that you view as kind of a bare minimum thing they should be getting right now? Bare minimum, pun. Bare minimum, bare yes. Minimum. I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> bare minimum, I feel like I need multiple first-round picks. I need mm-hmm. at least on the a same first-round pick yeah. next year. Ideally, a first-rounder in 2024 and 2025. But I still keep looking at all of this noise and listening to all this noise, and it feels like the Bears are trying to get the Texans' attention. Like, hey, we got all these teams trying to get your guy. Come with your best offer. Give us two, twelve, thirty-three, a first next year. Maybe oh my God. Ooh, There's yeah, just, that is like you, you. After you started saying two and twelve, I was like, that's a lot to ask for. But then you just kept going, and I was, hey, I'm all for it. But that is, it, I'm, I'm I want a bit more like that. If I'm Ryan Poles, I'm on the phone with Jim Mercy and be like, hey man, I got, I got the Colts on the line. Mm-hmm. I got, um. Tennessee is apparently looking for a quarterback. I got them on the line. I got your division rivals on the line. You know, if if I'm calling Texas and like, hey man, you you want to deal with Bryce Young for the next ten years? Good luck. (laughs) Unless you give us, unless the price is right. Yeah, and I will say, definitely having the Colts and the Texans right there as division rivals, something I pointed out so far, I think is gonna be a really big benefit for the Bears because, like, at the end of the day, it's just like, yeah, it sucks to lose your guy. But it sucks to lose your guy way more to a division rival that you're going to compete with for the playoffs and, for the foreseeable future. And even if they trade down, let's say they trade down to two and then maybe trade down to four, they can dangle four because maybe someone wants Anthony Richardson or, mm-hmm. or Will Levis. They can go to Carolina and Atlanta, two teams that are in the same division looking for quarterback. I'm like, hey, guys, come get the last quarterback available. Who wants it? Yeah. And you can move down a little more. You might, you might not get Will Anderson at that point. But – Hey, you, you, the team building process needs the has the Bears needing a bunch of picks. If this is the best way to go about it, you got to do it. You, yeah. you at least have to try it. Yeah, 
I think something that, that they should really keep an eye out for, a team that kind of is really intriguing me, some of the things I've been seeing about them, is the Seahawks. The reason saying that is they signed Geno Smith to a three-year deal. The guy who absolutely blew up the combine, Anthony Richardson, is someone who I think Pete Carroll would really enjoy with his ability to move like that. And he is someone who I think a lot of people view as a guy who cannot start in the NFL at least yeah. a year, probably two. And so if you got a, you got a guy like Geno signed up already, like you got a guy you can, like, you know, and the Seahawks are not going to pick in the top five. They are a winning organization, and the way they played this season, like they're going to be trying to win games. So like yeah. when you're picking this high, like you got to go get your potential future quarterback. So it wouldn't shock me if they went the guy like Anthony Richardson there. It would surprise me if they didn't, honestly. And like not only are we talking about long term need. Gino isn't a guy who shies away from pressure or competition. He mm-hmm. embraces it. It's how he ended up in, in Seattle in the first place, beating out Drew Locke. Remember, at this time last year, the Russ trade goes down, and the, the assumption is Drew Locke's going to be the guy. Not only was he not the guy, Gino was a stud this year. Yeah. And like I can see the Seahawks drafting someone and him just being unfazed, not just because he has his money, but he, dude's just a baller. He, he's, he's got that dog in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what, even when you look at Seattle, too, and we talked about this a few times this year when we were seeing how well Geno Smith was playing, and we're like, man, how much do how much credit do you give Pete Carroll because of what he was able to do, obviously, with Russell Wilson, now Geno Smith, when he was at USC with two different quarterbacks, he was able to do amazing things. So it kind of does click when you think of Anthony Richardson because he does need some work, but is Pete Carroll, Carroll possibly the best guy for him to go to to kind of figure out his way in the NFL um so that's that yeah all of that's so interesting but you mentioned the one your your hypothetical of a two and a 12 and a 30 something in the next year <laughs> but if you're looking at that two and 12 hypothetically are you going Jalen or Will Anderson at two and then like Jackson Smith at 12 or where's your mind at with that so my I, my dream scenario is Will Anderson at two Jackson Smith and Jigba at 12 and then just figure out the rest later now if if jsn is gone because there's there's been a lot of post combine buzz on him a guy Mm -hmm. that i really like who i think could fit bears long-term needs is broderick jones the tackle out of georgia that guy just looks like a potential nfl tackle 10-year starter pro bowler just a guy that you want on the line he moves well he uses his hands well he never looks off balance that's the kind of lineman I want. He's got a little mean streak in him, too. I like that. Yeah. There's a lot. Honestly, uh, Luis, I've gone through so many phases in this last few months, and it feels like this offseason's been like six months long because I guess the Bears have pretty much been in their offseason right away uh, before the season even ended. So I went through this emotion of first of like, okay, as soon as the Texans won that football game, I was like, wow, we have the first overall pick. What do we do with this? And that's your first mind. And, and your first thought is trade trade down. You have to trade down. And then I started being like, well, what if you really don't want to miss out on Willie Anderson or Jalen Carter? Do you just stay at one and draft them? And then now we're into these scenarios now where there's possible like trading down twice or trading down three times and figuring out. And I'm like, this is getting too crazy for me, but it's been a lot of fun trying to figure out. And then so obviously through all of these, I'm like, okay, well, now are we moving to two, four, seven, nine, twelve? Like, where are we going to be? And so you you start going through all of these names of people that you could possibly get. And obviously, Will and Jalen, you mentioned Tyree Wilson earlier. Uh, Lucas Van Ness is one that I like that I've been kind of looking at. Uh, Miles Murphy's another name that's been Brian dropped Brucey, out. Of it. Brian Brissy, yeah. yeah. And then obviously JSN. So there's all these names, and we don't even know where we're picking yet. <laughs> we don't even know. Um, it's good, but though. It's I know. Good. It is. It, and that's what it's exciting. And it's. It's just one of those moments where at this point, there's so many ways that you could go. At some point, that first domino is going to fall. When do you expect that first domino to fall? Soon 
or later? Oh, I, I'm kind of preparing for it at like any moment. I mm. just, the NFL is so unpredictable, especially this time of year. I just, I'm kind of on pins and needles. I remember at this time last year, I would have never thought Tyreek Hill was going to get traded. I would have never thought that we would see Devontae Adams traded, but they were. So I'm, I'm expecting the unexpected. I'm definitely at a point where I'm expecting a Adam Schefter tweet mm-hmm. at like 1 a.m. Like, here's your Bears trade. And everyone was like, wow, I can't believe it happened at 1 a.m. on a Saturday. <laughs> and then I'll be like, oh, well, yeah, it seems about right. <laughs> yeah. It's the I, NFL. I fully expect me to probably be sleeping and wake up to like a thousand texts of like, did you see? Oh, I remember <laughs> when they traded for Khalil Mack. It was bright and early in the morning. I had just woken up. I sprinted into my brother's room. I shook him awake and was like, we got Khalil Mack. <laughs> So knowing the Bears is probably going to be at an inconvenient hour. So that, that's my favorite BN Bears story is that that broke at some ungodly hour early in the morning. I was up because I was going to spend the day with my grandmother, and so I was texting my editor. I was texting my boss like, "Hey, like, uh, Rappaport tweeted something interesting about Mac stuff maybe happening today. So like, let's be like aware of this. If you see anything, send it to me." And then I saw it as I was sending it to him, and I'm like, "Never mind, it's happening. I'm on it." Let's go. We yeah. got Khalil Mack. It was a great day. Great day. All right, Luis. Well, b- before we let you go, I just want to ask one more thing. So if we're looking at this offseason, obviously we've touched on each side of the trenches. We've touched a little bit on wide receiver and running back. Um, and I think just from this podcast, we haven't even had to mention Justin Fields, but I think I know your opinion on Justin Fields. Um, is there anything else this offseason that you think the Bears should really address that maybe isn't one of the ones we talk about the most? You know, I would like for them, it's not necessarily a, a specific thing that I'd like for them to address, but I'd like for them to pick Justin's mind in terms of what kind of receiver he likes throwing to, because I think that will help unlock what they want to do at the position. You know, they, they made the Chase Claypool trade, they drafted Vilas Jones Jr. Those guys are, are nice pieces, but they don't have a difference maker. And I think they need to communicate with the quarterback, because quarterback receiver relationships are complicated figure out what your quarterback wants and go get it don't think twice about it figure out what he wants go get it I like that I like that because I think that we do in this offseason even when we've mentioned JSN and some people on Twitter get upset because they're like he's a slot receiver and we don't need a slot receiver and they you start to just kind of like put these wide receivers in certain positions but I think it is important to ask Justin Fields which they said they had Justin Fields in the in the draft room with them last year at certain points asking his opinion, and they did say they would do it again. So obviously they are picking his brain a little bit. Um, I'm sure Justin's just like, get someone who will catch it. <laughs> Please, can we, <laughs> can we have some, uh, not so many drops maybe in the the right routes? Ran? Maybe someone will give him some time to throw the ball too, you know, would be the <laughs> yeah, worst to ask. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, thanks so much, Luis. Uh, we really appreciate all the work you do, and we look forward to keeping up with this offseason. Thank you very much. Big week coming. Yes. All right. Have thanks a good so much. One. All right. Well, thanks to Luis. That was fun. Obviously, if you follow him on Twitter, there's a lot of um, he posts a lot of good stuff. And recently, some of the most recent things was how the the Giants broke his heart by signing uh, Daniel Jones to that contract and tagging Saquon. You and I have spoke on that. We're, we weren't really on that Saquon train, more so because we thought the Bears were going to end up having to pay him like $12 million. I mean, it's just, it's just really spending too much on running back yeah. at the end of the day. If we drafted Saquon and he had done stuff for us and he had been like a piece in Chicago the last five years, mm-hmm. 
different story. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. So and for us, obviously, we're both kind of in the same mindset of like, I we want Montgomery back, but we want Montgomery back for like eight, nine. Yeah. If it starts hitting 10, 11, we're like, nah, sorry. And I, I saw the debate recently on Twitter has been like, why has the running back lost value so much? And I was like, I don't think they've lost value. I just think number one, the longevity of a running back most times is so much shorter. So you obviously aren't going to overpay certain guys because the amount of injuries we've seen Saquon's injury. We've just seen David Montgomery get injured. I think back to back years, he's been injured, not for big, massive parts of time, but Jonathan Taylor injured, Derrick Henry injured, all of these guys, Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey his always <laughs> injured. Um, all we see so many running backs just get hurt so much. So it's like, why do we want? We don't want to spend. We understand why the running back wants to get this money because of that. Because they're like, hey, I'm getting beat up every single game. So yes, I want money. Um, totally get it. But you, we led the lead in rushing last year. We yeah. granted Justin Fields had over a thousand yards in rushing, and is he going to do that again? I'm not totally sure because we're hoping for a little more passing yards. But still, we ha- I'm confident in the running game if David Montgomery is willing to accept an eight nine amount and keep what we have there. Because to me, that was like one of the best part of the actually probably the best part of our football team last year was the the run game. Um, so it, it'll be really interesting to see what they do with Montgomery. If Montgomery goes somewhere, how much he ends up getting in that new place will be also interesting because who, if they're if you're looking at the other contracts, are they going to give him and Miles Sanders 10-11? If Miles Sanders is getting 10-11, Wild. good luck for whoever to pay him to that. I so, know. you know, like, guy can't, can't, he, all he can do is run the ball. Can't yeah. catch the ball. Like, yeah. So. Um, so anyways, yeah, that is some of the stuff that we have going on this offseason we have a lot of other shorter kind of mini series coming up because we really want to get into the draft a little more and potential as we mentioned with Luis we don't know if we're picking one two four seven nine I, 12, I mean I've 14. seen realistically the only place <laughs> I haven't seen us picking is like between like 25 and 30 yeah like those are the only ones where it's like it doesn't feel like that's going to be the spot for us but literally everywhere else some team's been like whether it's trading back and trading yeah. back up and we're doing this, this, or that. It's just, I have no idea what we're doing. So. Or even trading back and then getting someone's like early 30 and then trading back Oh, yeah, in. that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of people <laughs> who are out there who's just like, we're going to draft Will Anderson when we trade back to four and then yeah. we're going to trade back up to like 15 and draft Jackson Smith and Jigbo. Yeah. You know, so like, We yeah. just get, have to get ahead of the Packers on that one because yes. I just have a feeling they're going to take him if not and I'm going to be so upset. I mean, I don't know. Part of me is just like the Packers are going to pick safety or something, you know, because yeah. it's just like so. they always do, do something like that. Like, they're just like, why would we address the offense? Cena, yeah, why so. would we do that? We have Jordan Love. Um, yeah, so we also, we're going to do these mini-series coming up where we'll kind of get into some of the potential players that the Bears could draft, which obviously is a large array of players because we don't know where we're picking. Um, so stay tuned for that the next few weeks. That'll be really fun. Obviously, we have free agency coming up, so once those names start dropping, we'll probably do some player profiles on that, talk to former, hopefully, coaches, more than likely maybe guys that just covered them. But either way, we'll get a little more in-depth look at some of these players that are being added to the Bears. So it'll be a really fun next month or so. I'm excited. Yes. All right. We'll catch you guys later. I'm Taylor Dahl. That's Dylan Ryan. And we are Making Monsters. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. 
Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.